Well, good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to Hagger Septon Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, uh, live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse gr Grill and Dane tonight. Uh, we're going to have to talk over some crowd noise because this is definitely our loudest in-bar crowd that we've had so far this season. Well, we've got an exciting show tonight. We've got the brackets for all four classes for Team State. Uh, we're just six days away from the tournament. 2A and 1A down in Martinsville, and WZBD will be bringing you all the action from both the small school classes on Saturday. Depending on how we can line up uh, the best uh, optimum uh, broadcasting locations. Yeah, we're still waiting on that, but we will hear from um, Greg Ratliff from the Coaches Association with a few details on tickets and ticket prices and parking and start times and all those types of things later on in the second period. We are joined in the uh, weigh-in section here by Coach uh, Tim Myers of the Belmont Braves. Uh, welcome to the show, Tim. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, obviously, we want to do a little bit of a recap of the Al Smith. Belmont had what I would say was an absolutely great tournament. Uh, Coach Myers and I were talking. Rex, I know you weren't there for the, for the second day, but uh, I went through. I found two matches that Belmont lost to kids who didn't place. There were two matches. Uh, 106 and 182 pounds, are, we were eliminated by somebody who lost in the top 12. Everybody else lost to a placer, <clears throat> all 14 weight classes. And I think that's phenomenal. And most of those guys come work their way back up and placed. Yeah, and, we, you know, two, two weights that I would point out specifically, Ike Rubel gets beat on the first day, comes all the way back and, and fights for third, and Dobie Litchfield loses the very first match, wins seven in a row, and gets third. You know, that, that reminds me of a phrase I just heard. They were talking about the uh, great John Madden passed away. He said, the road to, success, the road to easy street goes through the sewer. <laughs> Keep that in mind, Tim. And, you know, that, if that's Doby, you lose your first match, you know you got a long way to go to come back. Right, right. But, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it, it's tough in a situation like that because those guys had such high goals um, for the tournament. But, you need to remind them that our goal's in February. You know, it's, uh, you get punched in the mouth, so how are you going to react when you uh, have an opportunity? And that's, in a way, to be quite honest, it's, it's somewhat of a relief. It really is, because a lot of times they have goals of not getting taken down, not losing this year, and now that's gone. And um, it, it's kind of a stress reliever, to be honest. And um, they lose a lot of the superstition and if I don't wear the same socks every match and all that goofy stuff. So it, it truly is. It, um, that's gone. And now the focus uh, is nothing but February. Well, that lets you know where you're at in the schedule. I mean, you right. can go in there 15-0 and 0 and you've wrestled no one and get to Mishawaka and get beat twice by two studs and you go, okay, this is the level I'm at. This is the level I need to be at. Right, right. And, you know, that tournament, we're so blessed to have that tournament since, what, 81, 82. Um, uh, heck, there's a waiting list to get into that thing, and are we just glutton for punishment? Or I, I don't know, but it is. It's it, we're very blessed to have that. Um, you know, again, it's a measuring stick to see where you are this time of year, and um, it's it, again. I look back as we're wrestling, and I think, where else are we going to get an opportunity to battle kids like these? And uh, it's just such an eye opener. No matter how much experience you have, it's that reminder that there is a whole new level in high school wrestling, especially Indiana. People don't realize how good Indiana has become nationwide. Um, we're not just uh, good between us and Kentucky anymore. I mean, we are good in the United States, um, and it's very proud of it, but it's also tough. 
just turn on Big Ten Network and you'll see that. You're right. Now, Dana, if you look at the scores, were there any schools that scored ahead of Belmont that are smaller than Belmont? Well, it's kind of crazy. If you look at everybody who finished ahead of Belmont is is going to Team State in either 4A or 3A. You uh, Crown Point won the event with 316.5 points. It was an incredible for tournament for them. I think they had nine in the finals. Right. And right. they are ranked nationally. Uh huh. And yep. then Center yep. Grove really impressed me with how good they were, and they didn't have all of their pieces in their lineup, and they still scored 282.5 points. It seemed like half of the finals matchups were Center Grove against Crown Point. Uh, Cathedral was third, Penn was fourth, Columbus East fifth. And, and Belmont finished in sixth place. That was a difference of five points between fourth and sixth, and, and, and Belmont actually sat in fourth place for most of day two. It wasn't until we got all the way to 195, 220 that we dropped down to uh, six point, or sixth place, but it, it was a great tournament for Belmont, and uh, I had so many people talk to me, pull me aside, and I'm sure you had the same thing throughout the day. Wow, you guys look good. Like I, I didn't realize that you guys were as good as as you are. And I, I think everybody from Belmont, from Tate Crookerberg and Blake Luganbill all the way up to Ike and Doby, everybody showed up. So now, Tim, I spent the second day at home listening on the radio, and the two one names that stuck to my, up to mine is, uh, you know, I saw Duke coming up there. You know, we've expected a lot of Duke. But Keegan Martin come up there, and it's oh, like, yeah. did people at Mishawaka think, who is this kid and where did he come from? It's like he was our freshman 182 pounder right. last year right. that looked like he had some, you know, some skills, but uh, he must have really made some, some uh, waves up there. Oh, he did. He, uh, he's the best. And, you know, by not getting seated, that was such a huge chip on his shoulder, and, and, and I love it. And, you know, go back to the whole team score thing. Uh, the great thing about our team is you can tell them that till you're blue in the face. All these schools are so much bigger than you, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. They're mad. They're mad that they didn't beat this kid, and they want to get back at it. And, um, you, you know, going back to Keegan then, that kid, um, such an athlete, such an athlete. And then to put him in that size of a body and continue to wrestle like an athlete, it's, uh, it's very difficult to keep up with him, and that's what's happening. You know, I, I watched him excel on a football field this year as a 10th grader, you know, step in that line, and, and it had to move him to center and uh, played that key position. And I think he really uh, kind of went to that next level from the football field, and they took that right in the wrestling room for you. Yep, that's what he does. You know, and you, you look at him, he's a three-sport athlete, and um, kids think that you need to focus on one sport. No, you don't. No, you don't. Keegan's showing it, and uh, just a, a great performance. But same thing. He, he's mad that he lost to the Columbus East kid. It's like, Keegan, you weren't even seated. You, know, you, you come here and you get fourth, and it doesn't matter, and that's the great thing about this team. Well, I'll interject. Uh, I was sitting at the seating meeting with Coach Myers when we got to 220, and we're sitting there. He's got a perfect record. He's nowhere on the board. I think Coach said maybe one word. Hey, what about our guy? Nope, didn't get any respect. And Coach Myers knew, I think, that, that he was going to make some noise, that it wasn't going to really be – now, obviously, he could have drawn the number one kid right away and gotten thrown into the loser's bracket, but right. still, I, I think he was probably fourth best there. If I you look I, at everybody else that was there, mm-hmm. I think he, he placed where he, where he belonged. I, I think a no-seed's probably a, a surprise, a shocker that uh, people might have overlooked him. Oh, I, I, I definitely think so. Um, the, he's undefeated, but you look at who we wrestled. You know, we do. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of horses on the schedule up to this point. But you look at him from last year, well, he got beat at sectional. So why would you take him seriously? Um, I'm glad they found out. Well, Coach, now's the time where we read the Madman Wrestling Academy live spot. And since you're here, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Madman has planned for 
uh, this spring and the upcoming summer and, and why local wrestlers should, should look to that academy? Oh, it's just funny anytime I, I think about it. It's Madman started by me asking Duke if he wanted to go wrestle at the school one Wednesday when he was like nine. And then a couple of Belmont kids heard about it. They said, hey, can we come up too? And that's, I, I had no grand vision. It was just, let's go wrestle. And it just turned into something that's been uh, just just great and getting kids from all around the area. And they're, they're great friends. After Mishawaka, I had a bunch of kids text me from other schools, from New Haven, you know, from, from all over the area down south, um, just telling us what a great job we did. And they check in with me too because I tell them to. And, you know, I, above all, obviously I love Belmont, but I love wrestling. And if there's a kid that wants to be great at wrestling, I, I love working with them. And uh, they keep in communication with me throughout their season. I had a tough loss. I had a good win. And uh, it, it just reminded them to stay humble. And uh, it, it's pretty fun. And again, a lot of kids have said how uh, Belmont may be their, their second school. Uh, they're, they're truly a Belmont kid, and that's what this text just said from yesterday. He said, I'm, I'm truly a Belmont kid at heart. That's well, pretty cool. Coach, the great thing about that is you did not have to invest the kind of time and money that uh, Coach Erblin did to start the Fort Wrestling Facility, which is another <laughs> one of our advertisers. And with that, the uh, weigh-ins has ended. We're going to send it back to studio. Steve Rouse on the board for us tonight. We'll be back with the first period and Coach Myers right after this. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery in Decatur, Indiana. We are celebrating 75 years in business with three generations of Hellers still working. During these winter months, we have a great selection of pottery and houseplants in our greenhouses. New shipments in weekly, and stay up to date with Heller Nursery on Facebook. Stop in at Heller Nursery for a breath of fresh air. Don't forget, Heller Nursery is open seven days a week, including Sundays. Check out hellernursery.com for our spring tree and shrub options. Brad Weber proudly supports the WZBD Wrestling Coaches Show. He also supports youth football in Adams County as a board member of the Decatur Football League and president of Belmont Cadet Football, giving our youth the chance to learn the great game of football. Some of the best football players in our area have also been fantastic wrestlers. That's why famous coaches like Joe Gibbs and John Madden always wanted wrestlers on their team. Find out more about youth football opportunities by giving Brad a call at 452-7045 or email bw at bradweberlaw.com. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. But uh, for right now, we're into the first period with Coach Meyer still. Yeah, and you were talking earlier about the waiting list to get in the Al Smith. We interviewed Dean Hooper, the athletic director at Mishawaka, uh, in the middle of the second day when we were in between rounds. AJ and I were waiting on more wrestling action. And uh, he, he said he went to an athletic director's conference um, last year, I think, and he was talking about this Al Smith tournament. And they said, oh, so, so you've got this set up so that you guys are, you know, top two or three. And he's like, Nah, we're not we're not even top ten some years. And then the other AD couldn't understand why Mishawaka would schedule a tournament where his own team would finish in tenth or eleventh place, considering that they're a, a, a strong you know historical wrestling program. And, and Dean just said, no, that's not that's not what it's about at all. We we've got this thing set up, and it's growing every year. Well, I always just give uh, Jim Hitler a Hank North a hard time because myself and Krazy and 
Russ Isaacs and those guys referee this tournament for me every year. It, it was the Huntington North Invitational where they invited five teams they knew they could kick the crap out of, <laughs> and we could, we dubbed it the Mickey the Mope Invitational. It was five teams they knew they could beat. So Jim Hitler on a side had this T-shirt made up, and every time one of us referees would retire, he'd give us a Mickey the Mope T-shirt and had his kid up front, black eye, beat up, tape up. And I've got my Mickey the Mope uh, you know, Hall of Fame T-shirt at home, but you don't want one of those tournaments. You don't want to bring five teams in you know that you can just clean up on. I mean, it, it does no good for your team. Yeah, and I think one of the hard things for them is the balance between history and tradition and traditional opponents year after year. You don't want to cycle out six, seven, eight teams every single year. You want to build up. God, I remember when that, you know, when that school beat us in the finals 10 years ago. Uh, and you, you, you sort of lose that if you, if you just have a bunch of turnovers. So I appreciate the fact that South Bend Adams, South Bend Riley, some of those other area teams around Penn and Mishawaka are still there. Uh, it wouldn't be Mishawaka if Hobart wasn't there, those types of things. And I I appreciate seeing those coaches year after year and sort of building that up. Well, Tim, with your schedule, you cannot go to the Doolin Conference and the rest of those schools. It's just not something you can fit in your schedule. That's the only chance you're going to get to see a kid that you may pick up in the first or second round in a state. So it's like you need the opportunity to see that level of kid, then that kid possibly, that particular kid, round at state finals. Well, and the other thing – I love going there is for the officiating because they'll ding you for stalling. And that doesn't happen everywhere. And um, Believe it or not, I ask officials, hey, if we're stalling, hit us. Please do. Because I want our kids to learn that they have to be aggressive. And and you get that definitely in the South Bend area. Um, If you're not moving forward, they're going to get you. Yeah, I went over and did the Indiana, Indiana, Illinois duels one year and found out real quick how they call stalling in Illinois. It's like two seconds, bam, you're hit. I mean, and they, they did not flinch but that's good that that creates exciting wrestling there were there were a lot of stall calls i thought especially on the second day uh there were they were they were ready to push the action yeah they were there were a couple times where there was a whistle rex and they went back and you know you're you're up top you can't hear what's being said but you see the official and he's going like this right i've hit you both with stalling let's see some action Uh, and, and that happened from the first day in the big boy gym all the way up to the finals at at heavyweight so, well, let's take our focus away from the Al Smith, and let's talk more globally about the, the Belmont Wrestling Program. You're into your first year as head coach now after a long time as an assistant coach. What, what would you tell to a Belmont wrestling fan? What changes have you had to make or have you made at all to the, to the Belmont Wrestling Program? Well, uh, a lot of people will ask me that, you know. So what, what's it like now? And I said, I don't know. I said, all I do now is fill out the paperwork. Um, it, it's always been just us. And um, that's, that's been the beauty and one of the main reasons for sticking around so long. It's just we've always leaned on each other. Um, you know, when BJ was coaching, hey, what, what do you think about this situation? And, and Paul as well. And I know when Paul was uh, coaching, he'd say, hey, go take Daniel today or wouldn't brooks was wrestling bj would say go take brooks and and i do the same now um that way we don't have to be hovering over our kids and um it's just a program and a lot of people don't understand a program they they'll focus on their group of kids when they're in elementary and then they go up and through and then it's the end of the story but um belmont is just such a a program a community program and um yeah, we put a couple different swings on things, bringing back the fog at the uh, dual meets and everything. But, you know, more than anything, what I wanted to bring back is our, our aggressive style more than anything and just uh, 
punishing. And that's, that's what I look for in our kids. I want them to move forward. And that's, why, again, why I go back to the officiating. I want us to ding, them for stall, ding us for stalling if we're not wrestling. Well, you don't want that happening at the state finals or semi-state. You want to know what right. it's going to be like. Oh, right. And you need to know when wrestling. One of the things that uh, you have brought back that, or you've kind of created that I like is you sent out the monthly newsletter. Yeah. All the wrestlers that you've been chasing down, email addresses and stuff, you put this email out. And it's like it, you tie those old guys back in. It's like, okay, I'm part of something now. I mean, I was part of something 45 years ago, and now I'm part of something again because the coach sent me an email. It's like, okay, this is what's going on. Yeah, yeah, and that was fun. You know, it's a big research project is what it was, and hunting <laughs> all these guys down and uh, getting to talk to Steve Carter in Louisiana and, and all that stuff. And it, it's just kind of neat um, hearing the stories. And I, I just respect the tradition of Belmont so much and, you know, the pictures on the wall and referring to it when we're having pep talks with our teams. And look at that wall and all these faces that are watching you every single day, and there's – you know, the theme for the year is upholding tradition, and, and that's what we need to do. Probably interesting because that would be an interesting conversation with Steve Carter because he didn't talk much back in the day. Yeah. He's, like, really pulling a conversation out of it. <laughs> well, let's transition a little bit as we transition in our program towards Team State. Why don't you talk a little bit about what role does this new coaches association well, – it's not new anymore. It's, we're in the 10th year. But what role does the coaches association Team State play in, in your vision for uh, – the head coaching position and Belmont wrestling. Well, it's huge, and, and um, you know, wrestling's changed so much. It has um, to class something like this. Um, well, why can't you win an IHSA state title anymore? I mean, it, it's apples and oranges going back to the '90s compared to today. And um, this dual team state tournament. To be quite honest, at the start, I was not a fan of it. I didn't like the formula that it took to get teams enrolled in it. But I think I'm very confident they're getting the top 12 teams on a year-in, year-out basis right now. And it, there's a lot more stock in it. And what it does for our team, um, it's, just, it's immeasurable. I mean, that's what we focus on. That's why we're wearing these dumb masks all the time um, and making sure we're constantly checking our skin for skin funk. I mean, because it's a team effort. It truly is going into this Saturday. And uh, it's what we're focused on. It, it keeps our kids motivated. Because, um, again, it, it, upholding tradition that we got a job to do. So what do you think of the pairings? Do you think the pairings are done well or not? you happy with the pairings today? Yeah, I want to find out here. He doesn't know him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, in years past. He prides himself on being pretty, pretty close to, uh, I mean, at the end of the first round, he's like, I went 12 out of 12. And, well, that's good. That's what you want of a person that's doing this. And, you know, he, Dan has an interesting situation. He can't favor Belmont. I get it. Um, but I do, again, I think there's, as this tournament ages, it, the validity of it is skyrocketing because they're getting better at it. They're figuring out, you know, to put more value into this and this team should get accepted because of this. And, um, no, I think he's doing a nice job. Really do. Well, what we found out uh, a couple weeks ago when we announced that, uh, like, Cascade made it in, they had a reveal party, and those kids were going crazy. They sent Dana, right. they sent Dana text that, uh, you know, videotaped it, and you thought they'd won the state championship yeah. just yeah. getting in. Yeah, and it's so good for the sport. It really is. Um, to where you're not just focusing on your monster schools who are the talent levels beyond the stars. They're in huge cities. I mean, it, it's neat for schools um, like us. So, Coach, what do you say to uh, the average Belmont wrestling fan who's considering coming to Martinsville on Saturday? Oh, my goodness. Please come. Please come, Belmont Wrestling Fans. Please come 
alumni, all these guys that have been hunting down. Steve Carter, I hope you come from Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's, it's going to be uh, such a, a neat environment for not just Belmont, but for Decatur. And, and I'm so excited. I'm, I, you know, I just have these visions of our kids being happy, and that, that's just the great thing about wrestling, too, is what it does for you, all, all the hard work that you put in. And, and um, I, I have high hopes for them, and I'm seeing a happy group of kids. We'll see. Well, with that, uh, the uh, first period has wound its way down to an end. We're going to take a break and come back with the uh, second period and get into the meat of this uh, program right after these messages. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur has the perfect Christmas gift for the entire family. This year, give the gift of golf. Reduced rates for next season are now available. Student memberships, singles, couples, family, and seniors are all options on the 27-hole beautiful Cross Creek Golf Course. Gift certificates from Cross Creek make great stocking stuffers. New merchandise, including sweaters and outerwear, are also great gift ideas. Stop in soon for the best selection, Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur. Welcome back to the Haggard Stephan Hershey's Eld High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek once again, live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And uh, great crowd out here tonight, Dane. And uh, now for this uh, second period, we're joined by Coach Greg Ratliff. How you doing, Greg? Good. Good. Actually, I can't hear you very well. Well, okay, we'll get close here. All right. Well, Coach, we're just hoping that you have all the answers to the questions we're going to ask you. <laughs> I, I doubt that's ever the case. Well, I'm sure <laughs> you'll do, do your best. best. Yeah, first I'll do my best. Okay, well, first off, we want to just get out the most pertinent information to people who are planning on coming to these events. Why don't you give us a rundown again for maybe the second or third time this season? Remind us again where the locations are for these events. Yeah, so the, the big school, which is 4A, will be at Brownsburg, just like it was last year. Uh, same for our 3A, just like last year, will be um, uh, at Franklin. And then the 1A and 2A will be in the new Martinsville Fieldhouse. Okay, and what do we have for a start time for those three different locations? So they will all be starting at 9 a.m. Okay, so 9 a.m. is our start time for all three locations. And what, are, what is the ticket price? Uh, $15 a ticket. Okay, $15 now, a is, It is a little bit different than last year. We used to, with um, a full wrestling purchased uh, uh, track wrestling, you can't do the... Uh, like, you can't watch just a single event. Like, you can't pay for one event. Okay, so and what's the cost to watch it online? So, if we want to stream it, we're, we're streaming it, but that you have to have a Flow subscription for that. So, Okay. So, you got to have a Flow subscription to stream the event online if you're not going. $15 ticket price if you are showing up. Correct. Okay. And what's the format for the actual wrestling? I know for a long time we've had pool play. Uh, but this yep. year and last, it's going to be like last year. Explain that for our listeners. So uh, in our two smallest uh, divisions, the 1A and the 2A, those will be 12-team brackets. 
set up as a 16-team bracket, basically, where four, the top four teams uh, get a bye. Um, if you lose first round, the best you can do is ninth. So, um, but there will be uh, a, so for three, a 3A and 4A is an 18 bracket, and um, those can wrestle all the way back. So if you lose first round, you can still get third in that event. Okay, perfect. So the first four teams, so if you get seated one, two, three, or four in 1A or 2A, then you'll have a bye in the opening round. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And I think I just read a text. I just got a text that the flow subscription for a year is $150. So. Okay. So you better be <laughs> yeah. tuning in to WZBD if you're a Belmont fan. <laughs> or just be there, right? Or be there. Right. Okay, so tell us a little bit more. We've got a lot of listeners who are planning on being there for the 1A and 2A event. Tell us a little bit about Martinsville and what the setup is there as far as the gyms and how far they're apart and, and how many mats are going to be in each gym. So uh, the main gym is going to host four, put down four mats. And uh, we kind of toured with the idea of putting six down in there. So one class could be one in gym and one class in the other gym. Um, but I think it's going to work out best. We're going to put eight mats down in the field house and four mats in the main gym. Um, specifically who is where, uh, our, our lady Pat Culp is in charge of that. I don't, I don't have that understood yet, but, um, for a majority of the time, each class will be in their individual gym. Um, and Martinsville got a brand new field house and actually I just drove through Martinsville today and there, you know, the, uh, the highway is smoother. It's a lot more, it's a lot easier to get through there than it used to be. So I feel good about that too. So. So there, there will be permanent bleachers and seating. This isn't like uh, the first couple of years of this event where you had to bring your own lawn chair, right? There will be, there will be bleachers um, that will be like the rollaway bleachers in that field house. But, yes, you will not need to bring your own chair. All right, and we need to send a fruit basket to Pat Culp to get Belmont and Adams Central in the same gym. That's what you're telling us? Yes, yeah. Well, I think she needs a lot more than a fruit basket, man. I mean, she's <laughs> okay. like, I don't know if she sleeps. And, of course, she's also helping out with the elementary duels the day after. And the girls' regional the, uh, the Friday night before. Yeah, Friday night at McConaughey for the North Regional. And, Brandon, where's the South Regional? At Edgewood. Oh, at Edgewood. Okay, that, does yep. that mean you're in charge? I, I, I think Pat's in charge. <laughs> but, but, yes, I am in charge. Okay, perfect. Uh, Greg, hey, any other... We're looking forward to those. I mean, having those draws around too. I mean, that's just continuing to grow, and you know, it's, it's cool to have you know to really host that and to see that the, the girls getting better and better every year. Yeah, we're pretty excited. Next week on Sunday, our show is going to be completely girls wrestling focused as we get ready for the girls state finals. We've got a couple of special guests, Mr. Falcons being one of them. But uh, make sure you perfect tune into our show next week as we as we preview the girls state finals. Awesome. Well, sorry, Greg, I, I don't know if you can hear a crying baby in there. Yeah, I hear I hear it. Right now. I'm sorry. Greg, any <laughs> other pertinent information that needs shared to people who are excited about this event? Man, I mean, it's, it's going to be a great event. So I don't, you know, I can't give you much more, but but these teams are these teams are loaded, man, and it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun day of wrestling to watch. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, will there be apparel uh, at each site for sale? Yeah, uh, our old our guy Jeff Schaefer with EIA Sports will be. Um, Selling, selling uh, team state shirts. So, okay, perfect. Well, Greg, I appreciate all of the hard work that you've done.
to make all three of these events in these, in these different locations a reality, and uh, just really appreciate it. Well, thank you for all your work. Well, with thank that, with that, we'll say goodbye to Greg. See yep, see you soon. We thank Coach Ratliff for appearing on our show. And we do want to give a shout-out to Team Mantra. I didn't get a chance to do it when Coach Myers was on here, but Coach Myers can attest to the, uh, the work that Team Mantra has taken off of his uh, plate as far as dealing with apparel and payment and paperwork, all of the Belmont apparel that uh, everybody's been wearing this year with a really cool picture that Chris Everett took. That all came from Team Mantra in Bluffton. So if you're a coach or somebody in charge of apparel for a different program, check them out. They're on Main Street. They're across from which favorite restaurant of yours, Rex? They are directly across from the drive-thru at McDonald's. One of your favorite spots. When I'm heading out of, Mc... when I'm heading out of Bluffton, you need something to eat. That's right. So uh, as we said a couple minutes ago, make sure that you tune in next Sunday because we're going to have a very special girls wrestling show. A couple of special guests planned. If you are from the Decatur area, come out and let's have as big a crowd next week as we get ready for the girls' state finals. We hope that Belmont not only has a 2A team state champion as a team, but we hope that we got two girls' state champions in our room also here in two weeks. Quick head count. How many former Belmont wrestlers in the crowd? How many former Belmont wrestlers in the crowd? Raise your hand. Former Belmont wrestlers. Nobody's listened to you, right? Yeah, they are. They can hear them. Six, seven, eight. seven or eight. Seven or eight. One of the things that I talked uh, to Dean Hoopert about when we were at Mishawaka, we were talking about the difference between a basketball tournament and a wrestling tournament. And while we were broadcasting... A lot tougher kids show up. I, I, I pointed out the fact that they were... I, I named off, as I was scanning, I named off a dozen state champs that I saw from... David Maldonado to Tim Myers to Paul Gunson and everybody. And I said that there were state champs there from probably 50 to 60 different schools uh, and just how cool that was. And you're going to see the exact same thing. If you go to the girls' regional, uh, the north or the south, and the girls' state finals, a great representation of, of wrestling from across the state, all kinds of coaches, all kinds of, uh, of young girls who are, are looking to win a state title, and I'm really excited about it. Well. After we did the uh, coaches show in the morning, and I stick around, I stuck around and watched like, a couple of first time, first round matches, and sit down next to a college wrestling mate of mine that lived in that area because I kind of wrestled up in that little area just up in southwestern Michigan, and I come back and I post something on Facebook, and there was three of us that were in the gym that wrestled together at SMC just because that that tournament draws them in. You know, one of them was Nick Croom, uh, Nick Croom's dad, Jim Croom. Nick Croom was a state champion for um, Jimtown, and then uh, the two. Uh, Vaughn brothers from uh, Elkhart Central. Their dad was there too. So, Well, join us for good food next week right back here. We've still got uh, eight shows left this year, believe it or not. Even though we started in October, <laughs> we've still got eight more shows. With that, uh, the uh, second period has ended. We're going to send it back to studio. Steve Rouse doing a fine job on the board, as always. Back with the uh, third period right after this. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on guys, it's where your friends shop. 
DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy-duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full-service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy-duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260-223-5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair. Hosted by Double Eagle at Cross Creek. Once again, live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. Great crowd on hand tonight, Dane, as uh, people sticking around. And uh, Now, this is the real meat of the show right here where uh, you get to make or break people's days, I think. I don't know. I, I think, honestly, having the seedings released this late in the year, there aren't nearly as many surprises as there have been in years past. Obviously, with 4A and 3A having just eight teams, uh, I think the 4A, there's been a lot of discussion on the message board. I think most people are going to be fairly confident in what that looks like. But there's always coaches who uh, I had one coach today send me their their uh, chicken scratch uh, handmade bracket that they seeded themselves. And is this <laughs> is this what it looks like? But uh, lots and lots of messages from coaches over the last two days, and I really appreciate it. Uh, I couldn't go anywhere last week at the Al Smith without somebody grabbing me by the arm and saying, hey, what do you think about this? Or there's a couple coaches, well, I'm not sure we're that good, thinking about maybe you know, the old slide down from the five seed to the six seed to get away from the number one seed on their half of the bracket. Did you tell them it's sometimes too? Did you tell them it's a little bit late for their Christmas wish list because they missed that trick? That's right. Nobody gave me any swag, though, so I guess <laughs> nobody was too serious about persuading. Joe will be me. happy. I'm swagged out tonight. I got the T-shirt. You got, got the Belichick? I got the Belichick hoodie. You got the T-shirt. Trying to make favors after uh, upsetting him last week. Good deal. Well, we are ready to reveal the bracket for the 4A class. Coach Ratliff told us that it is going to be at Brownsburg starting at 9 a.m. on Saturday. And I believe, if I double-check my notes here that I sent to Joe, because Joe is simulcasting and sending us who is doing what over here, he said that we're going to do the reveal order. Okay, so we're going to start with the 1 versus 8 matchup. So while he's doing that, I'll tell everybody, if you're out there in a the crowd... And you pull up your phone, you go to IndianaMatt.com Facebook page. He's doing Facebook Live, so uh, you can watch this bracket and see all of Joe's good graphics and everything. Is he uh, a little behind us? Just a little bit. Uh, that's okay. All right, so your overall number one seed for 4A this year is going to be the Crown Point Bulldogs. Uh, I don't think no surprise. anybody can argue with that after the display. Uh, all the Belmont people that were there last week, this week, I guess, last week, uh, they were incredible. The nine guys in the finals, I think they had 13 plays. They scored 300-some points uh, top to bottom. They were super, super impressive, and we're joined now by Wade McClurg from Indiana Tech. Uh, and he's got pretty good experience with some of these teams over the last decade. And uh, I saw you on day two at the Al Smith. And have you ever seen a team do that well? At a holiday tournament like Crown Point did? Uh, no, n never at a, at a tournament as tough as Al Smith. Um, pretty dominant performance for it, Crown Point. Yep. Even even in the seating meeting, Coach Myers can attest to this. Uh, there was a couple times where uh, they had a seat up on the board, and the coach might not have agreed with it, and somebody else spoke up, and he just sat back and said, 
whatever. Seat us wherever. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to win it, so it don't matter where I'm seated. He, he, he knows how good they are, uh, and they've got a lot of confidence, and I think it's going to be an absolutely great tournament. So your one uh, seed is Crown Point, and they will take on Carmel in the opening match at Brownsburg. Um, Coach Pendoski's team has had some weird lineup things going on. He's had a bunch of guys out with illness. But I think overall, the depth, when we talked about them getting invited and getting the last spot, uh, I think they were deserving of it. Uh, I'm not sure they have anywhere close to enough to challenge Crown Point, but they'll definitely add to the event. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Coach P is going to have a well-coached team, and they're going to come in and compete hard. Um, yeah, they graduated some dudes last year, but uh, I think they're pretty young this year. they got some, they got some young talent. So Yeah, there's a lot of new names in that Carmel yeah, lineup for young. sure. So then on that same half of the bracket then, uh, from one versus eight will also then be four versus five. And I'm looking at Joe, and, he, and yeah, he's got his little graphic up there. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so the four versus five matchup. Now, Joe already gave me a hard time about this. I will tell you that the top three were pretty clear for me when we seeded this. We spent a total of three seconds on four and five. So don't read anything into four <laughs> versus five. They wrestle each other. There's no, uh, there's no home field advantage to who gets to play. So the four versus five matchup is going to be Indianapolis Cathedral against Evansville Modern Day. Wow. <laughs> um, obviously two schools who, it's probably worth noting, choose to wrestle in 4A even though they aren't there enrollment-wise. Uh, that is quite a matchup in the first round. Yeah, that's going to be quite a fight. Uh, first round, two heavyweights uh, going at it. So um, I think... I don't have it in, the, in my head. I mean, modern days, the defending IHC state champions, and I know Cathedral's won three of the last five, I think. And so, I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a heavyweight matchup round one. So it's going to be a tough one. going to be a tough one. For sure. Then on the bottom half of the bracket, and I'll have to remember if I told Joe we were going to go with the two or the three next. Joe's doing a good job. He's covering them up with NAMAT.com, guys, and he just slides down. And Perfect. Just, he's doing the We reveal. are going to reveal the three seed next. As we go down the bracket, the three seed is going to be Center Grove in 4A. Uh, they had a phenomenal tournament also, uh, and there were some guys in there that I didn't really know that much about heading into the tournament. Guys like Reese Courtney. Uh, we knew Wyatt Kreschib from his time at Delta, uh, but some of their upper weights that, that hadn't wrestled a ton of varsity over the last couple of years were really, really impressive, solid all the way through, and that is a, a team on the rise there uh they were in our hotel got to talk to some of the parents um and the coaches as they were checking in and uh, they, they had a lot of fun this weekend finishing second so center grove will be the three seed and they will take on perry meridian um two schools who are very very close to each other taking each other on uh they have not wrestled each other yet this year but that'll be your three six matchup yeah i think um center grove is a team that I think people might be sleeping on a little bit. And um, Coach Swain, man, everything that guy touches turns to gold. I, I mean, you guys are probably familiar with him. He's at North Montgomery. I mean, he took a program that never had a state placer. I think he had like seven, eight state placers, put a guy in the state finals from there and got second in the team state, um, I think, when he was at North Montgomery. And look what he's doing at Center Grove. If, if they're healthy and uh, ready to go, I, if, they're, if they're healthy and they have all their, all their guys in place – I wouldn't be surprised if they won the tournament. I mean, they're they're that good and that and that well coached. Yeah, and those top three seeds are, uh, you know, when we work on the seeding together, uh, one of the things that we really like to do is tier teams. Uh, put your tiers at the top, 
put a second tier and, and sort of divide teams and, and try to get some of those other teams out of the way. Okay, let's just look at Crown Point, Brownsburg, Center Grove. Yeah. Um, Crown, Crown Point and Brownsburg wrestled earlier in a tournament, individual style, so it's not a dual meet. Uh, they were within, I think, 18 points. Crown Point and Center Grove wrestle again at the Al Smith. A 32-team tournament. There's a lot more uh, room for the, the scores to change. But obviously, head-to-head uh, -head does have a little bit of that. So with Crown Point having head-to-head -head wins over Brownsburg and Center Grove and Cathedral, sure. uh, it was pretty easy, I think, in the end to put Crown Point as the number one seed. I, I do think that those those are the top three and it doesn't matter how you shake them out. You're going to have one great semifinal, and then you're going to have another great final. Oh, yeah. So then the final quarterfinal matchup then in 4A will be the number two Brownsburg Bulldogs against the Penn Kingsmen. Uh, saw some good things from Penn. I'm not sure that we've seen everything that, uh, that they have as far as their lineup goes, and that's kind of the case with Penn year in, year out. But... Um, uh, some really good individuals there, and, and Brownsburg, once again, has a phenomenal team. Coach Snyder um, has put together quite a program there, and 4A is going to be fun this year. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Brownsburg has um, a, a, a really, really good team. They don't they don't have a hole in that lineup um, anywhere, and they're going to be, I think, you know, it's just – this team, you wrestled this tournament a few times. You might have a few different winners between them and Brownsburg, and, or them and um, Crown Point and uh, and Center Grove. And I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun tournament. And it's gonna be um, a great test. You see some of these teams face off against each other um, because you're gonna see a lot of these kids in the, in February in the state finals um, trying to make a make a run for their team to win that big trophy in February. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun tournament. I, as, when I was at Ron Colley coaching on this, um, back when it was just three classes, we got to wrestle on this heavyweight one a, a few um, four times, and it's a it's just a great it's a great event, and it's a great event for your individuals um, because you're going to see a lot of these guys down the road at state. Yeah, and unfortunately, with the tournament not being at the Coliseum, yeah. if you're going to Martinsville for one A and two A, you don't get a chance to see some of the the, the matches in in four A. I did want to mention because uh, we didn't really get to talk about the holiday tournaments. We talked about the Al Smith, the team scores there. Modern Day Holiday Classic, another one of the great tournaments over the holidays. Modern Day comes out of that with a first-place finish with 251 points. Ron Colley finishes third uh, with 202, pairing Meridian in fourth with 178 points. And then a bunch of other Team State teams there also, Floyd Central, Franklin, Tell City, North Posey. All of those teams uh, had great tournaments and uh, really excited about seeing them on Saturday in Martinsville, at least the 1A and 2A teams. And, Dame, you've, you've timed this perfectly as you've, as you've revealed the uh, 4A bracket. Yeah, and I just want to read one more live ad. The Fort Wrestling Facility at 1519 Goshen Road in Fort Wayne is building young wrestlers all across the Fort Wayne area, one practice at a time. Join them for a live practice session or one of their upcoming camps at the Fort Wrestling Facility. Just check out their website today at thefortwrestling.com. With that, we're going to send it back to the studio to Steve Rouse, runner board for us. We'll be back with 3A right after these messages. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. 
When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Welcome back to Hager Sefner Hershey's Zelda High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. And once again, the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill is loaded to the gills tonight. Uh, great crowd out here uh, to listen to our show to help reveal these uh, brackets. And uh, had a little bit of a IU basketball party, but that, that group has left, and it's pretty much wrestling fans now tonight, Dane. Yeah, we're moving on to the 3A bracket. And I was just going to pull up from our media guide here last year's uh, placement winners. East Central was your champion. Uh, Columbus East pulled out of the tournament last year because of COVID. East Central met Floyd Central in the finals, and Franklin beat Mishawaka for third and fourth. A lot of the same teams returning this year. Columbus East is back. As I look through this alphabetically, East Central is back. Floyd Central's back. Franklin, Hobart, uh, Mishawaka, they're all there. Ron Colley and Terre Haute South are the eight teams that are involved this year. All right, I get it. It's Hobart, but it's spelled A-R-T. That's Hobart, okay? There's a lot of, a lot of Hobart versus Hobart discussion. Yeah, I, Coach Cook gave me heck about it, but uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, going through some of the head-to-heads, there weren't a whole lot of them in just an eight-team field. Um, there were only two head-to-head duels in this entire field, and that was Columbus East beat Franklin 41-30, to and Franklin beat Mishawaka 39-35. to So a little more difficult class to seed with just two head-to-heads leading up to the seeding. There were a couple of uh, individual tournaments where the team, same teams were involved. Columbus East beat uh, Terre Haute South by 60-some points in one of their uh, tournaments. But I think another one of the big ones uh, was, um, I'm trying to remember because I only have the scores down, Ron Colley had 202 points, Floyd Central finished with 132, and Franklin had 110 and a half in that. So a pretty clear victory there by Ron Colley in that event. So I think if we're ready, and Joe, I can see on the screen, it looks like that we're ready to go. The number one seed for 3A is the team that we invited with the last spot, and that's the Ron Colley Royals. And uh, Coach McClurk's former team, and I know that they're gathered together to listen to this, and I have a feeling that they're awfully excited about it. Uh, I know they didn't get invited initially, and they kind of had to work towards that, but a victory in the Marion County Tournament is... uh, I've been to a couple Marion County Tournaments. I know what that's like. I know how tough that tournament is. Uh, That made a huge impression on me and the rest of the committee, and uh, they'll be the number one seed, and they will take on those brickies of Hobart as the eight seed, uh, luckily, I think, I think luckily we can say, uh, we were able to add two teams a couple weeks ago to the 3A field after Columbia City dropped out, and I think that really made this, this field more competitive, and I think there's going to be some really great matchups in this tournament. Yeah, um, i got a biased opinion, but Ron Colley's the real deal. I think we, we saw it coming um, definitely a year ago. The, the entire team returns this year. We knew they were going to re- – you know, we there was no seniors on the team last year. And so um, they're obviously wrestling really well and, and right at the right time, too, for this kind of tournament. They've won the Marion County, and they've placed 
performed really well at the modern day holiday classic and team states next and so i i think i texted you when you when i saw ron kyle got voted in i said you got it right because i think they're um another team that i don't think is getting slept on anymore um but winning the after winning the marion county and but they're definitely deserving of the one seat i think and uh, they gotta go out and prove it and i hope i hope they do i um obviously have a i love all those guys and so hopefully they can get it done and just a note, last year, um, the entire team comes back this season with a couple dudes. They've gotten back in the lineup this year, um, and they lost to Floyd Central. We lost to Floyd Central last year in a, a duel that came down to one match, pretty much. Um, we were pinning the guy, and we ended up getting pinned in that match. And, it, and that was the difference. Very first round of the tournament, and Floyd Central goes on to the finals and loses a close one to East Central. So I think seeing them one, I think they're deserving of their current results, and their, with, with their, especially with their current results, but also their past result from the tournament last year. Well, if you want to talk about getting it right, I think the Coaches Association got it right when they split 3A into 4A and 3A. And you saw that last year and just how tight the 3A field was. Uh, and, you know, there were, I think, four matches that were 30-something to 30-something Close duels, in, yeah. in the tournament. And uh, the surprise winner in East Central um, was very impressed with them. That's a program that's come a long way in the last couple of years. And uh, it's going to be another exciting tournament for 3A for sure. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot like last year. I think it's going to come down. I mean, you can wrestle it a few times. You might get a few different winners. So so the winner of that, Ron Colley and Hobart match, will wrestle then the 4 and the 5 seed. And this year, that matchup is going to be between Floyd Central and Franklin Community. Uh, the hosts this year, Coach Tante's boys, uh, Floyd Central, also a program that I would say is definitely – on the rise. The two teams uh, wrestled, as I said earlier in the year, in the individual tournament that they were in with Ron Colley, but they haven't seen each other in a dual format, and I think that is going to be perhaps the best first-round matchup in any of the four classes. Yeah, I mean, the four and five seed, uh, you know, Coach Chante, I mean, they're, um, he's, uh, he's the king, I think, in Indiana when it comes to just building good dual-meet teams and team wrestling. Um, and they're going to have a solid team. They're going to they're going to wrestle really well. They're going to not going to give up bonus points. They're going to get bonus points. They're going to he he coaches with a real team philosophy. Um, and he loves I know he loves this dual meet format. Um, and Floyd Central I think is, is a very tough team. They always have some really really tough individuals, some hammers that can really depending on how they match up. I haven't seen the broken down their lineups, but depending on how they match up, it could be a really interesting dual meet. Yeah, um, and that's certainly something that that goes into it too. You you look at teams and you you put them in order as to how you think they are as a group of eight this is where they are but then you get those two coaches together and they're like boy i yeah. you know we may be the six seed but i actually think we can beat this three seed i don't know if we could beat the four seed right. but th it's that close and in 3a i think it, it is that close and yeah. they, they they proved that last year yeah so then on the other half of the bracket then if we keep going with uh, with joe's format here that would lead us to announcing the three seed versus the six seed and this year's three seed is going to be the defending champs in East Central. And they will take on the Cavemen of Mishawaka in their quarterfinal match. Also a really interesting matchup. East Central uh, has a little bit different circle when it comes to their schedule and who they wrestle. And they don't have a whole lot of commons with Mishawaka. And uh, you can see my, my common sheet here with my head-to-head -head matchups. Yeah. There really isn't a whole lot to compare these two teams as to, to teams that they have wrestled. Um, so a really interesting one. I'm trying to, I don't have the bracket in front of me, and I wasn't there last year, so I can't off the top of my head remember if those two teams met last year. But uh, 
I saw some really good things from Mishawaka at the Al Smith. I think Coach Sandifer is still building that program. I don't think that they have peaked since he took over, and I think that they're, they're growing. We saw some really good individual matches in their upper weights. Didn't see as much from the lower weights, but uh, I think that's also a, a very good quarterfinal match. Yeah, Mishawaka is a super proud program and, and tradition, and uh, I think I'm really good friends with, with Steve uh, Sandifer, and um, I, I think I was impressed with them at Al Smith, and, and obviously going through that kind of tournament, they are going to be ready for this. They're going to be battle-tested. They're not going to seem much tougher than what they saw you know, at their own tournament this last week. And um, East Central is a team that I've gotten to see since they are in the Newcastle semi-state where I was coaching at Ron Colley. I think we've got to see them the last few years in the semi-state and, and just have a – they made a steady rise. They just keep getting better every year, um, and it seems like they're – I think that a lot of the talent that they have are, are – um, they lost Briar Hall last year, but they have a really good older group, I think, this year um, on their team. And I'm, um, I, I, it'll be a good dual meet. Like I said, they're going to – they're the defending champions, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they won it again. I, mean, I know they have a lineup that's really strong still. So, Well, to defend their title, they will have to go through the two seed, likely, and that is Columbus East. Columbus East, the two seed, and they will take on Terre Haute South in the bottom – quarterfinal in 3a columbus east as i said earlier did not get the chance to compete in last year's event and that opened the door uh you know looking back on it i think we were definitely i i would easily admit that we were low on east central last year they really impressed uh those of us on the committee and came out and and won the whole event not trying to say that east central wouldn't have beaten columbus east last year but uh obviously it made a difference last year that 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 uh, the Olympians were not in the field this year. I'm glad that everybody is in. Uh, Coach Ratliff and I have been knocking on wood that we haven't had to add a team in the last week, as we had to several times last year uh, at the very last second. But uh, I believe, as of right now, all 40 teams are still in at the three different venues, and it's going to be an exciting tournament at 3A. A lot of really, really close matches. I would venture to guess that they're probably will be maybe one match that isn't 7-7 seven, seven or 8-6. Everything else is going to be really, really close. Yeah, it's going to be, they're going to be close. It's going to come down to bonus points, and you're just going to see some real true uh, true team wrestling, I think, in every round. And, and it's going to be interesting to watch these teams make some lineup adjustments too and bump and move because I think these teams have the, have the, the ability to do that. So, Dane, you're right on schedule. Uh, we're low into these brackets uh, right on time. With that, we're going to send it back to the studio for a round of messages. We'll be back with the 2A, which will interest the uh, crowd here tonight right after these messages. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery in Decatur, Indiana. We are celebrating 75 years in business with three generations of Heller still working. During these winter months, we have a great selection of pottery and houseplants in our greenhouses. New shipments in weekly, and stay up to date with Heller Nursery on Facebook. Stop in at Heller Nursery for a breath of fresh air. Don't forget, Heller Nursery is open seven days a week, including Sundays. Check out hellernursery.com for our spring tree and shrub options. Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur is hands down the best auto body repair shop in the Midwest. That's why your friends and neighbors give Bowers Paint Studio a five-star rating on Facebook. Your family ride get dinged in an accident? Take it to Bowers for a free estimate. Need a custom paint job for your collectible car or motorcycle? Bowers Paint Studio is the place to go. Nate works with all the insurance companies and can help you get a loaner. That's Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur. 
Welcome back to Hagger Sefner Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, live from Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And right now, I want to hear uh, what's up out there for everybody that thinks that the Belmont Braves are going to be number one seed. <laughs> one guy paying attention. <laughs> one guy. There you go. There they go. Dane, now you can make them all happy. Okay, so we want to go back over last year's results, which may not go over as well with this Belmont crowd. Last year, it was Garrett winning the 2A team state title over Belmont with Jay County finishing third, Western in fourth, Oak Hill beat New Haven for fifth and sixth, and it was Jimtown over Mount Vernon for seventh and eighth. This year, in the field are, uh, I'm going to try to briefly go over this alphabetically, uh, Belmont, Charlestown, Delta, Garrett, Jay County, Hamilton Heights, New Prairie, Oak Hill, Monrovia, Western, Wawasee, oh, and I forgot Peru. So those are your 12 teams that are in the field, and we're going to start with the quarter bracket, which will pit the number one seed with a bye, and they'll be in the same quarter bracket as the eight and the nine seed. Okay, so the 9 a.m. start time will be the 8 versus 9 matchup. The number one seed then won't wrestle in that 9 o'clock round and won't wrestle again until 10, 10, 15. Due to the fact that there are 12 teams in this bracket versus 8 in the big schools. Correct. And as Coach Ratliff said, this is a 16-team bracket, not the pools that we had over the last four or five years before last year, but a regular uh, bracket. So the number one seed in 2A team state is Belmont Braves. And Belmont's quest for a third Coaches Association Team State title will be uh, at the start against the winner of Hamilton Heights and Western. That will be the opening round matchup. Hamilton Heights, new to the 2A uh, Team State field. Western, a team that's been there, a program that's been involved in Team State for the last four or five years at least. Uh, Team State champions just... Uh, what year was that when it came down? Do you remember the, the match that Western wrestled when it came down to overtime in the finals? That would have been in 2019. So Garrett won last year. Belmont won the year before. The year before that, Western beat Wabasee. It was the 14th and final bout, and the match was one or two, one or two points, I think, and it came, the final bout came down to overtime. It was a great tournament. The year before that, it was Wabasee who won. The year before that, it was Yorktown, and then in 2016... Belmont was the champ. I was going to ask Coach Myers if he had a choice who he wanted to wrestle. Where'd he go? Where'd Coach Myers go? Coach Myers. Who do you want to wrestle, Coach? He's smoozing. He doesn't want to. He I'll take anybody. <laughs> you got 14 guys. We'll take on anybody. So in the second quarter bracket then, along with the 1 and the 8 and the 9, then are the 4, the 5, and the 12. So we'll reveal that the other team with a bye on Belmont's half of the bracket is the Garrett Railroaders. Garrett and Belmont have met in the finals the last two years with the two teams splitting. This year they'll meet in the semifinals. Garrett will first have to wrestle the winner of Oak Hill and Charlestown. Charlestown new to the field. Oak Hill, of course, not. They've been here the last several years. A very interesting matchup between Garrett and Oak Hill, I feel. Of course, we didn't talk about some of the head-to-heads. There were a lot more head-to-heads. Of course, with 12 teams, you're going to have more than there are with eight. But two big head-to-heads happened earlier this year, and that was Delta beat Jay County 43-36. to 36. 
and Jay County beat Garrett 43-32. to Garrett started the year at number two. I know Coach Krause has had several guys in and out and very close duels and feels like his team is right up there with the second and third seed. But it'll be Garrett on the same half as Belmont when it comes to the, the teams with the bye. And I think that makes for a, a very interesting quarter bracket between Garrett, Oak Hill, and Charlestown. There aren't a whole lot of people around here who know a whole lot about Charlestown. So that's always interesting. Sometimes it's nice to have a familiar opponent. You know what you're going to do with your lineup. Other times you have a team that you haven't seen before, you don't know anything about, you've never seen any of their individuals, and you just kind of have to you just sort of throw your lineup out there and, and hope that it, it works out for the best. So on the bottom half of the bracket then, that would be the 3 and the 6 and the 11. Jay County is going to be the 3 seed this year. Last year they were invited last minute and ended up finishing 3rd. This year they were in by a mile. They have a killer row, Rex, and you've seen them. I haven't. You've seen that row of, of lightweights that they have. A um, couple of state qualifiers and, and just really solid through there. And they're young and they're going to be around for a while too. For sure. So they'll get a bye in the opening round. Um, so if you're traveling from Jay County, you can eat breakfast at, at Cracker Barrel on the way down. But they will take on the winner of Monrovia and Peru in the opening round. Monrovia was the team that was added in in our vote-in two weeks ago. Uh, a very solid team, somebody who's been really impressive. Uh, you would think that the team who gets added in would be the 12 seed, but I think that speaks to us doing the right thing by adding in that last team later in the season. We saw this last year with Jay County with how good they were. Uh, Monrovia comes in as the last team invited, but the sixth seed overall. Yeah, Monrovia... Um, coach DJ Smith is the head coach there, and he was on my staff at Ron Colley, and uh, he's doing a really good job with his first year as a head coach there. And they have a lot of young guys. They, I know they have a few um, freshmen that are on their team that are making a big impact for them in the lightweights, and which is probably part of the reason they're doing so well and the reason they weren't voted in or didn't have the points last year to get in. So I think it's a great thing that you have this last minute vote in to let a team like that in because I think they are um, young and, 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 very, and, and, and very deserving to be in the tournament. And then another team that was added in is going to be our two seed and that's the Delta Eagles. Uh, they've had a great start to the season and another team with a killer set of lightweights in their lineup. They had that big win over Jay County at the beginning of the year. It bumps them all the way, all the way up to the number two seed and they will get a bye then and will wrestle the winner of Wawasee and New Prairie. Now, New Prairie is a very interesting uh, team. They have two wrestlers who are potential state champs, perhaps, at 220 and at heavyweight, who have not wrestled all year and are coming into their lineup just this week well, I think, for Team State. I think Christian Carroll wrestled in the Illinois, the Matt Men tournament, the college tournament. Is that right? Yes. He okay. was ineligible uh, up so to he, that point. So he, he hadn't wrestled. He hasn't actually wrestled in a New Prairie singlet yet yeah. and is going to make his debut, unless they have something this week, I'm not sure, at, at the Team State event. Well, he tried one on. I saw a picture of him, you know, on his uh, poster in inamat.com. So he's at least had a uniform <laughs> on and had a photo in it. But uh, uh, he still is ranked. Number, is he ranked number one in the nation still? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's the real deal. He's a stud. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely a team. And there was some discussion. We I was listening to Gorilla Radio um, yesterday, and they were talking about 
it's great to have two hammers like that, but what a difference it makes in your lineup when those two hammers are your 220 and your 285 because there's nothing you can do to shuffle them. Yep. You can't, can't move them. You can't bump your heavyweight up to 106 right. to, to take on somebody. So <laughs> Christian Carroll is your number one ranked wrestler in the state of Indiana at 220 pounds, and Hunter Whitenack is a, a senior for New Prairie. He was a state qualifier last year at 285. He's ranked number two behind Leighton Jones of Brownsburg, but uh, that's, that's likely 12 points that uh, New Prairie brings. And if you're the Wawasee uh, upperweights coach, you've got a lot of work cut out for you here right. to try to not – guys, let's try to make it 10 points or 11 points uh, up at those top weights. So Delta is the two seed with the bye. Wawasee with a 7, and New Prairie with a 10, and that's your 2A team state field. So, Dane, did uh, Delta just do a lot of work and really uh, strive to get there to make it in as the last vote in, the last spot, and be at rank second? Yeah, they did. And Coach LeCount, I think, is doing some really great things. You and I have talked about the facilities that they have there, the buy-in. Obviously, they have the history. All you have to do is walk into that Delta gym, whether you're going to a wrestling match or a volleyball match or whatever. Uh, and you see it, it's easy, as Coach Myers talked about, it's easy to coach at a place where you can point up to the wall and use these guys as examples, and he's got that. He brings his experience from high school uh, at Perry Meridian and, and brings it to Delta. He's got a great group of coaches. He's got, I think, three state champs as assistant coaches, yeah. and, uh, and he's doing a lot of great yeah. things Cody, Cody I, I've known Cody since he was a kid. I got to coach him a bunch. He was on the same high school team as my younger brother, and... and um, it's a good kid, great family. Um, it's a great situation that, that he's in. And a lot of there's a lot of alumni that are back there coaching the youth teams, and there's just a lot of support. They got a new facility. It's really neat to see programs like Belmont and Delta, um, one and two seeds that um, you know have great traditions and, and were once I mean state powers, you know, in, in you know in the '80s and '90s, and they and they still have really strong programs. So it's really cool to see Delta. Um, on the rise, and they are, they are a really young team also. For uh, sure. And they're a really young team. Actually, one of the connections that I have with Delta, uh, a former teammate of mine who is a Belmont grad uh, on soccer team, Dustin Bullinger, his son is a freshman and is already in the state rankings at 106 pounds and is a phenomenal wrestler. Aiden's and super just, tough. Just adds to that, that, that run. And when, if you're a Belmont fan, you're going to see Delta at Team State, but you're going to see him again, and you're going to remember those lightweights when it comes to um, individual regional at Jay County. So, Dane, I see a note here about a live read for Double Eagle. Uh, if they did not play that back studio, we want to give them a shout-out here. It's a great food here tonight. Anybody out there want to talk about how good the food at Double Eagle is here tonight? There we go. I went with the uh, pork egg rolls tonight. The pork egg rolls are a must-have, and our buddy Nat Wood uh, raved about the uh, uh, Reuben egg rolls last week. With that, we're going to send it back to studio. Steve Rouse running aboard, and with that, we'll be back. After that, we'll be back with the uh, Class 1A pairings right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. 
We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on guys, it's where your friends shop. Welcome back to the Hager Stephen Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek once again live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill on one of our most populated nights of the season. Dane, show number, what are we on tonight? Well, this is show number 10 this season. Number 10, eight more to go. So if you guys want to uh, come out eight more times, you still get eight more Sunday nights to come out and uh, join us here. And uh, I tell you what, Jason and the crew would really appreciate that too as uh, they're slinging some chow tonight. For sure. The food was really, really good, and it was nice to be back here. It was cool to do our show from the crow's nest up there. I was scared. At Mishawaka. I had, um, I think it was Renee who who asked me after we were on the broadcast. She said, how on earth did you stay up there and not feel like you were going to fall off the edge? It was an interesting vantage point. It's in sure. rafters. in rafters. It is. And it, I'm not sure if the construction is completely OSHA approved. I don't know if they got grandfathered in, but there's some interesting... Interesting construction techniques. Did you see the football that was stuck on, on yes, top I, of the, the... I did. I looked at that the whole day thinking, what how did that football get up there? Well, first, before we get into the 1A field, I want to highlight some of the past champions for 1A. Last year, Tell City continued a, a trend of southern dominance of the 1A field as they won the event. North Posey won the year before that. Then we get into the Adam Central Prairie Heights um, era. Adam Central was the champion... In 2019, Prairie Heights in 2018, in 2017, and 2016, Adam Central won in 2015. Um, in 2014, back when it was just eight teams, all the way back, I think that was at Westfield that year, Cherubusco won, and Adam Central won the very first event in 2013. Uh, Adam Central is one of just three schools who have been invited all 10 years to coaches to the Coaches Association Team State event, along with Evansville Modern Day and Perry Meridian. In last year's event, it was Tell City versus North Posey, uh, the showdown of the South for first and second. In third and fourth place, it was Prairie Heights over Cowan. Manchester beat Rensselaer Central for fifth and sixth. Adam Central won a great match with Wabash for seventh and eighth. The other four teams in last year's event, Southmont, Centerville, Bluffton, and South Adams. Many of those same teams are in the field this year. There are a couple of new teams, one of them being Cascade, who you mentioned earlier. They were really excited to be the last team in. There was just one team added. The other 11 teams have been in since March. So let's go ahead and get to the top seeds. Uh, there was a lot of discussion. We took a long look at the top two seeds. I think they separated themselves. But Prairie Heights is going to be the number one seed. At the top of the bracket, Coach Brett Smith a guest on our show earlier this year. Uh, they had a good tournament at the Al Smith, not as good as I think they, uh, Coach Levitz and, and Coach Smith wanted, but still they showed a lot. There was some, the, the Hagwood kid for Prairie Heights really impressed me. They had a couple of, of upperweight kids, a couple of Levitzes, of course, and um, I, I think with the history that they have and the lineup that they have coming back, uh, they've been number one all year in my rankings, and I think they're the appropriate number one seed. Yeah, the, the guys that I saw wrestle on day two at Al Smith, I was impressed with. They wrestled hard, a lot of effort. Um, Coach Smith does a really good job. Perhaps has got great tradition. Um, one of our assistant coaches, Travis Barquillo, is uh, getting inducted into the Prairie Heights Hall of Fame on, on Friday, I think, this week. So hopefully that might give him a – might get Prairie Heights ready to 
go win a team state title. Um, but, yeah, I was impressed with them at Al Smith. They got some, some tough kids. So Prairie Heights will wrestle in their first match, the winner of Rensselaer Central and Southridge. Uh, two teams from completely opposite sides of the state, east and west, but uh, I think an interesting matchup. Uh, Southridge has not seen a lot of the other teams that are in this field, whereas Rensselaer Central hosted their tournament before Christmas. They met Adam Central. They saw a couple of other teams. Um, I think that's going to be a really close matchup, and we know we've seen enough of these 1A matches. You get in that very first round. It's pin on one side, pin on the next side, pin on the next side. Uh, it comes down to who can avoid having, uh, you know, who, who can take their kid who's 10 and 12 and give up four points instead of six points for the studs on the other team. Yeah, it's just going to just true team wrestling, right? And that's what's so great about these state duels is um, I always like the state duels um, because, and we're, we're preparing for nationals right now at Indiana Tech. You, you get to bring your group back and you – and you get a train, but it's just a different kind of energy, and, and, and you're training for a different purpose. And it just, I think this, 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 these duels are great for our sport. And so the one, the one A in all these divisions is going to come down to who gets the most pins, who doesn't get pinned, who who makes a bump in the lineup and find, finds a win that maybe they shouldn't have got, mm-hmm. you know, on paper. And so it's going to be interesting, especially in these one A, this one A division. And it's funny you mentioned that because I was talking to Henry Kukulhan after the end of the Al Smith, and he was talking about the opposite. He says, Belmont's so geared towards duels. It's so easy to get fired up at a duel. We get so excited. We all build off of each other. He says, we've got to figure out how to harness that and bring it to an individual tournament right. by the time uh, conference and, and sectional come around. And I think there's a lot to that. When you see the way uh, Belmont does wrestle in a duel, we were looking in the book earlier, the picture in the background of, uh, of Belmont watching Isaac Freet wrestle in the finals two years ago, the, the energy that comes with that, I think that speaks a lot to why this event is so much fun. Yeah. And I was going to mention that when we were going through the t- 2A show. I think Belmont is a, a definite favorite in 2A just because Coach Myers and the crew, they've done a great job um, with this group and the senior group especially. They, they wrestle uh, for each other, and they wrestle really well in duels. And I know that team gets excited to wrestle dual meets. And so, it's like I said, it just brings a different energy to the season. The season can get long and monotonous, and especially over Christmas break, it gets your team – um, together and focused on getting better for each other. And so it's a neat – this is a neat event. And so I'm glad all you guys that put all the work into making this thing happen. So, Well, Belmont, especially this week, they've got two dual meets to get ready for the dual meet format. So they got Bluffton on Tuesday, Huntington North on Thursday. So they'll have a chance to transition from that individual setup to the team dual setup. Uh, the winner then of the Prairie Heights quarter bracket then will take on the four-seed – uh, quarter bracket. The team with the bye in that quarter is going to be Rochester. I think they have a really strong, you know, I, I talk to a lot of coaches as I see this and work through it. You know who's good because there are coaches who say, well, I think, you know, I, they need to be high. We need to make sure that they're not, don't let them fall down to six or seven. Like, and after make, Russell you, there, there, I was going <laughs> to say, there's a, couple, there's a couple of coaches who are like, well, make sure they're in front of us because they're, they're really solid. Um, and I've seen some really good things from them. Rochester, one of those schools who I think at one time competed in the 2A tournament. They're right there on the edge of, of uh, enrollment. So Rochester will take on the winner of Cascade and Daleville. That'll be the first-round matchup between those two schools. Daleville, a super small school from our regional, uh, a place where they're doing great things. Cascade, obviously, Coach Harris talked with him a lot over the last two or three weeks. 
their team is really, really excited to be in this event. And to, to be in that 4-5 matchup is a great spot. Of course, everybody looks at, at, at the one seed and, the, you know, I want to wrestle the one seed in the finals, but you really get a competitive match in the, in the quarterfinals and in the semifinals, and I think it's a great spot for Cascade to really make a name for themselves and show who they are uh, and gives them what I think is probably a winnable match. That one I would split right down the, the 50-50 between Rochester and Cascade. Yeah, Cascade at Quinn's great. I've known Ken since, Quinn since he was a kid. And, and um, when I was at Ron Colley, we, we would always do a summer camp at Cascade. We would take our team out there, and, and we a bunch of indie teams would get together at Cascade, and we'd do a camp. And Coach Hutchinson, who's one of the Cascade's assistants, has got a kid or two on the team, I think, right now. Um, so I've seen this group. I've seen these kids that are on the high school team now. Like, they've done. A, they've put a lot of hard work in behind the scenes, so I'm not shocked to see Cascade. And with a guy like Quinn, with a young guy with a lot of energy, um, they, they're wrestling really well. And, and so I know they're good for them that they're in this tournament. And, and um, the way I would look at it is I don't care where I'm seated. You know, just you got to take them all out, you know. That, that's the way I would look at it. Um, so. Well, well, I'm going to go on a limb here, but I think that Daleville team is led by their captain and probably the best mullet in Delaware County, Julius Garrenser. Yeah. So. Yeah, Daleville's got a good squad. You know, Coach Basinger, they got a, they got a good squad. So. And I think 1A is a little bit different. I think in 2A, Belmont was the clear favorite for the number one seed. A lot of teams wanting to be on the other half of them so that they can at least make it to the finals and, and see what they can do there. I think in 1A this year – it was a, a flip of a coin as to who was going to be the one and who was going to be the two. So I think you got two equally tough teams that are anchoring the outsides of those brackets. And so I don't think it really matters as much whether you're three or four or five or six. Um, and I think Cascade is going to be really happy with ending up the five seed when they weren't even in this tournament right. two weeks ago. So on the other half of the bracket then, as we mentioned earlier, it's going to be Rochester, Cascade, and Daleville in the second quarter bracket. And the third quarter bracket then would be the three seed, and that'll be North Posey. North Posey will have the bye in the opening round, and they will take on the winner of Cowan and Centerville. Cowan and Centerville, Coach Abbott, asked for a sneak peek of the bracket. I told him, <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't show it to Coach Myers. I didn't show it to Coach Curry. Just because we have a Cowan Blackhawks T-shirt in our closets <laughs> at home, Rex, doesn't mean that he gets to see the bracket early. So uh, we've talked a ton about Cowan over the last two years, a great small school program uh, that should be the envy of everybody who's trying to start a program in Literally the state of Indiana. Scratch. From scratch. Yeah out, of, yeah, out of nothing. They'll get a chance to take on Centerville. Uh, they're not in the same semi-state, but that's a team that they, that they know somewhat, and um, that should be a really interesting matchup. But uh, I really do think that, that Cowan is right up there with the top four or five teams. Uh, Centerville has a few more holes, but still competitive. And Coach Day is, is, is a guy who has brought his team to this event many times, and they have always uh, made a few surprises. And I think one thing that Coach, the Coach uh, Abbott prides himself on is that team was built from scratch from kids that are in his area. I mean, those are kids he started with when they're young. He didn't go out and recruit a bunch of guys. Those are guys he, he basically farm-raised. Yeah, he's done it right, man. And uh, he's just a great guy. He, he's a really good friend of my high school coach. Um, so I've got to know, I've known him since I was like a kid, man. He's just a, a real good guy. Does it right. So. Yeah, I've known him since he's a kid too. I refereed yeah, his matches since when I was in, a kid. I, when he was high school. Yeah. So the final quarter bracket, then it will be Tell City, the defending champs. They're the two seed. They'll have the bye on the bottom, and they will take on the winner of Adam Central 
and Southmont. So the Jets had to wait all the way till the end of the show to find out who they were going to wrestle, but that's okay. Uh, we will, of course, have Adam Central's match against Southmont live on WZBD, bright and early, Saturday morning, 9 a.m. from Martinsville, and I'm looking forward to it. I know that Coach Curry is very excited about having a couple of names back in his lineup, Logan Allman, a state qualifier, being one of them. They become that much better when they have those guys uh, in their lineup. And uh, they've, they've done some good things in the last 10 days. We can't discount the fact that they got their season started so late. They had two or three practices before it felt like before they wrestled at the ACAC duels. They were still really competitive. Um, and obviously, Adam Central has a long history at the Team State event. And I look for them to be very competitive. And we'd like to thank Joe for keeping up with us as uh, I'm watching along on my phone and doing great graphics here at indianamat.com, live out on their Facebook as well as YouTube channels and uh, putting out the bracket there and it's a uh, great work uh nice graphics there and uh, i'll tell you what all of those classes i mean the, the 4a class is stud i i don't know how i don't know why you want to even be in that bracket i mean i mean if if belmont was to jump up into there i mean you're lucky to win a match out of some of those guys just because of those teams are just that stacked yeah the top two or three teams in 4a are phenomenal yeah and this 1A class, this 1A bracket, you know, for small schools, these there's some great teams here. Yeah, we used to see Ron Colley going to the modern-day classic. We would see North Posey and Tell City down there. And they're, they got good kids. A hammock kid at Tell City is super tough. And um, uh, Coach Mole at North Posey, they've always had tough dudes. I don't know, is there still a Wilma, Wilman in high school or has he graduated? Yes. Um, is there another one? I can't remember they now. Got, they, got, they always got tough guys. So Well, we rounded out our brackets. We went through all four classes. Uh, Dan, you've done a great job of staying on track here. Once again, I'd like to thank uh, Joe for running the graphics for us. I'm going to send it back to the studio for one round of messages back with uh, the overtime period right after this. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery in Decatur, Indiana. We are celebrating 75 years in business with three generations of Heller still working. During these winter months, we have a great selection of pottery and houseplants in our greenhouses. New shipments in weekly, and stay up to date with Heller Nursery on Facebook. Stop in at Heller Nursery for a breath of fresh air. Don't forget, Heller Nursery is open seven days a week, including Sundays. Check out hellernursery.com for our spring tree and shrub options. Brad Weber proudly supports the WZBD Wrestling Coaches Show. He also supports youth football in Adams County as a board member of the Decatur Football League and president of Belmont Cadet Football, giving our youth the chance to learn the great game of football. Some of the best football players in our area have also been fantastic wrestlers. That's why famous coaches like Joe Gibbs and John Madden always wanted wrestlers on their team. Find out more about youth football opportunities by giving Brad a call at 452-7045 or email bw at bradweberlaw.com. Welcome back to Haggard Stephanie Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live on the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. Packed house tonight, and uh, Dane, we could have this every Sunday night, and that'd make Jason real happy, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I want to plug our show next week. We're going to preview the girls' state finals. Uh, really excited about the opportunity that Andrea Hernandez and Trinity Coyne have to win state titles in a couple weeks. First, they've got to get things done at the regional at McConaughey on Friday. I'm really excited to see that. That action starts at 4 o'clock on Friday at McConaughey, and then the state finals are actually going to be in the afternoon uh, in two weeks on Friday on the 14th. Uh, it's a busy week for, for you and for me. Uh, Coach Calver is going to be playing golf in Florida, and that leaves the, the mics in, in 
over our heads, not we, in our hands. We have committed to those young ladies that we'll be there to cover now. Uh, you've got to grease the skids a little bit, but uh, as the director of sports of WZBD, you got a little weight to pull there, don't you? We'll see. We'll see. So I want to run down the upcoming schedule for WZBD. As always, we have a ton of sports over the next two weeks. Tomorrow night, we've got Purdue basketball as they host Wisconsin. That's a 7 o'clock tip-off. Then on Tuesday, we've got the Matt Painter Show. And immediately following that, we will have a great game of basketball between South Adams and Belmont at the TP Indicator. We will then have the flip side of that, where the Belmont girls will travel to South Adams on Wednesday night. Those will both supersede our Pacers broadcast. But then on Thursday night, Rex, it'll be you and AJ at Belmont in the fog as Belmont takes on Huntington North. Tim will break out the fog machine. I know he will. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one on Thursday. Um, Huntington North not having a great season, if I want to put it nicely. Um, I have a feeling that that's going to be a quick match, and I think you're going to see just how ready the Belmont Braves are to win a state title if you come watch on Thursday night. Well, the one good thing about uh, Tim's new uh, lineup schedule is uh, he's got that 10-minute break there in the middle, and with that, uh, it allows us to uh, allows us to have... Uh, our commercials, even if there are short matches there, we can uh, get uh, all of our commercial from our fine sponsors in. And I'm being told that the theme on Thursday is spring break, so I want to see you in a Hawaiian shirt, Rex. My board shorts? Yeah, yeah. Board Something. shorts or Speedo, whichever one you can find. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> so Thursday night, Belmont versus Huntington North. On Friday night, Heritage at Adam Central, girls basketball. Then Saturday morning, it's the high school basketball coaches show with Matt Conversay. And then sharply at 9 a.m., it's going to be Team State Wrestling. And we're going to be on, if it's anything like what it's been at the Coliseum the last few years, it feels like we get off the air at 6, 7 p.m. I think we did like 12 hours of radio last week, last year. Uh, it's going to be a fun day, though. And I think there are going to be a lot of wins by Belmont and Adam Central in that event. Then on uh, Saturday night we've got jay county at adam central boys basketball coverage and then sunday the colts who uh did not win today and did not clinch their playoff spot they've got to head to jacksonville for a one o'clock kickoff to still clinch their playoff spot unless they clinched it with one of the late games i'm not sure and then we've got high school wrestling weekly our special girls uh, wrestling state finals preview show with a couple of really special guests so join us at seven o'clock Next week, then, we've got ACAC basketball coverage. The I believe we're on the 99th year of the ACAC boys basketball tournament and the 40-something year of the girls. We'll have Jay County at Adams Central on Tuesday, and then we got to go from there based on who the winners are and so on. But then we also have the big Adams Central versus Belmont wrestling match. AJ's going to be in Florida. That leaves me and you to call it. Uh, always a great time watching Adam Central and Belmont battle it out on the mat. With that, I have one more set of commercials we're going to run, and then we'll be back with our wrap-up right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one.
Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. time here. We're uh, once again live at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. Rex Burlong and Dane Filling st uh, still joined by Coach McClurg from uh, Indiana Tech. And uh, Coach, uh, of these draws, I mean, there's some great matches first round that, that we saw come up. And then, I tell you what, looking through the rest of the bracket, there's going to be some great matches through all four of these classes. Yeah, the, it's, it's going to be a great event. And um, I wish it, wish it could be all in the same venue so we could, all, we could see all of it. Um, but um, we're going to pull straws as an Indiana Tech staff uh, and, and, and go our separate ways and try to see it all. It's going to be a great event. Um, like, it, like I said earlier, it's, it's a, when I, as a high school coach, when I was coaching, it was just, it was a great thing to have on your calendar to train for. And, and um, you get a, Christmas break's a tough time. Um, being a high school coach, you're just trying to, trying to keep your guys together, keep them on a routine um, and keep them focused on getting better at certain things. And, I think the week of Team State leading up to it, you can really focus on some some team, you know, working on getting better on top because we have to get pins, you know, working on uh, two on ones on our feet um, to make our individuals better, but also so we can keep matches close, you know, if we need to keep matches close. So you can really work on a lot of match strategy that is going to really help your team down the road, win dual meets and down the road at the state series. And so I, I, I always, as a coach, just love to watch um, and, and to watch different teams make lineup switches and, and, and just find ways to win you know, as a team. You know, if you watch college wrestling, you've seen a lot of the uh, scramble situations. Those guys put themselves in a scramble to scramble out, and those guys scramble as well. You've seen a lot more of that in the high school level I saw at Mishawaka, and that's the kind of thing. If you think you're going to get taken down, go into a scramble situation, grab an ankle and start to roll and, and see what happens. I mean, that's the kind of thing. If you need to waste 10 seconds and you need to kill the clock sure. and you're in a scramble and nobody's gain control i mean you could save two points right there and win yeah. a match and there's so that's the mindset you can bring into the practice room these last these last two weeks leading up to this thing and and keep it fun in the room keep you learning that new things and 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 again it's preaching team bringing your team together and and really um fighting for each other i think it's a great event i'm, I'm glad um it was a dark day when when i say dropped the team state duels but um the people in indiana stepped up and, and made a great event for every size school every size school to um, help build their program. And I think it's better now because it involves a lot more teams. Back I in the agree. day, it was just one big class. Everybody wrestled, and a couple of big schools wanted it to top. And uh, I think the way it is now, I mean, 1A and 2A, you got 12 schools. you got 24 schools in 1A and 2A that can participate. And you get a team like Cascade that comes in. First state championship of any kind in school history that they get to participate in. Yeah, it's, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. Well, guys, some things up, I would say, for our local listeners. If you're a Belmont fan or an Adams Central fan and you haven't seen these two teams wrestle in the last 10 days, the team that you're going to see Saturday has gotten so much better. Uh, from the Adams Central team that you saw at the ACAC duels to the team that Coach Curry is going to put out on the mat on Saturday, phenomenally better. The Belmont team, something happened up there at Mishawaka. Uh, I'll, I'll say they're both names again. Tate Crookerberg, Blake Luganbill had great tournaments. 
made it all the way to the final 12. You know, out of a 32-man bracket, they were in the last 12. They were one match away from standing on the podium. Belmont has some movable pieces that they can insert into the lineup to move guys back and forth. And uh, I know Coach Myers was talking about COVID and masks and, and keeping everybody healthy. I'll tell you what, Belmont has one injury or two injuries. They're so deep right now, and some of those middleweights, they, they, they could afford to, to, to miss somebody. That's how good this team is right now. Well, we'd like to thank our guest, Coach Myers, who's on here first. I'd like to thank Coach McClurk, who was uh, set in for these uh, bracket draws. I'd like to thank uh, all of our fine sponsors that helped bring this to area. I'd like to thank our host, the Double Eagle. I'd thank uh, Steve Rouse for running board for us. I'd like to thank Joe Caprino for running the uh, uh, Facebook Live program. And once again, big shout-out. Everybody out there, I want to hear you out there. That's our live crowd, our live crowd. I'll see you out here next Sunday night, folks. And with that, there's another uh, episode of the Haggard Stephan Hershey's Old High School Wrestling Weekly in the can.